fellow humans and mutants alike. My name is Kyle. I'm with Danny. We are back once again, isolated in our houses, hanging out. The Technoorganos virus spreading as expected. And that's a good thing, folks. That's a good thing. Ascension is upon us. Ascension is upon us. Praise be to Hickman. Um, (laughs) He knew. He called it. He called it. He did. Man's ahead of his time. Always has been. Yes, he has. Um, But we are talking X-Force issue number four today. Are you excited for this issue? Last week, we got a... We got the re- rescue of uh, Domino, and we saw the return of her. Kind of brutal, she, but she got healed. She got some crackling, crackling branches, you know, healing her. She's um, got some crackling upgrades. So uh, some crackling upgrades, and we're gonna see some more upgrades later today in this issue too, which should be interesting. Um, but yeah, we're kind of seeing uh, they they want to retaliate after after retrieving Domino. They're like they attacked us. Let's attack them. And that's where we kind of left off last time, right? Yeah, they said that, that you know this was an act of war, and now we can't just take it idly and sit by and just let it roll over us. We we mm-hmm. have to stand and deliver here. Stand and deliver, indeed. Um... So this issue is uh, once again written by Percy, and we get uh, Kasara back back on the uh, back on the pencils. Uh, what did you think of the artwork in this issue? It continues to be flawless. I, I had no issues with it at all, and I enjoyed all of it. Like there mm-hmm. were never any moments where I was looking at it going like this feels weird or I don't like this. It just all felt very concise, but also had a, enough flair to it where it didn't look boring or mundane. It wasn't too by the books. There were moments where you could tell where the, there was a little experimentation going on, and it never hurt. It never yeah. hurt. Nothing ever looked funny or weird, or none of the, none of the uh, anatomy was off. Everything was spot on, and it's just a continuation of what the dynamic duo of uh, Percy and Kasara have been for X Force. It, it single handedly has always been the paramount issue in this in this uh, Dawn of X series since it launched. I've just from issue one onwards mm-hmm. have always been looking forward to what's next. If you never like... left me unfulfilled, that's for damn sure. Oh yeah, for sure. There is one panel I will point it out when we get there that I, uh, I other than other than that, I agree with everything you just said, with the exception of this one panel. I will point out as we get to, but we are going to continue on. Are you ready to go and see what happens with the X Force team? Eager and waiting. Let's do it. An eye for an eye. Mutants around the world are flocking to the island nation of Krakoa for safety, security, and to be part of the first mutant society. Within weeks of Krakoa's declaration of sovereignty, a strike team sent by a mysterious cabal Zeno attacked Krakoan soil, rejected their history as victim, rejecting their histories as victims. Mutants respond. Response is imminent. And we got a pretty big roster uh, in this issue. Yeah, the comic roster panel is is popping. Uh, the The funny thing is, is that the entire um, a Quiet Council is in the issue, and so they just basically threw them on the, the yeah. roster panel. They're just like, yeah, they're yeah, these are who you're dealing with. Yeah, because it threw me off at first because I was like, "Wow, this is a big X Force roster. Like, who's sh- what is what is Black Tom doing? Or not Black? Uh, what is the Black King doing here?" Like this mm-hmm. is strange. Like this isn't Marauders, but then I'm like, oh, it's just because it's the the Krakoan Quiet Council, and so they brought them all in. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, let's get into this. We start off at Xavier Pharmaceuticals distribution site off the eastern seaboard, and uh, as this kind of uh, event plays out, we're hearing the voice of Charles kind of talking, and it's the council meeting and getting together essentially, right? They're and, doing a narration, essentially, of what's yeah. happening, of, of the events that are unfolding in front of you. They're narrating their reaction to it, Pretty which much. is kind of like a, a, a storytelling narrative that they've used a lot in X-Force. And I've always liked it because it feels kind of Tarantino-esque, where you're kind of getting bit. caught up while the events are playing out with the people already talking about it in the future tense, in the past yes. tense. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty uh, – I, I dig it. I dig it. It's very cinematic-like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very cinematic. But these P, we we see this. Uh, it's really cool. It's like a you get like this almost like oil drill kind of like uh, 
offshore uh, type of thing that you would usually see, but it's like organic in many ways because it's cocoon, right? So you get like these vines, you get a lot of like, get a lot of organics mixed in with the technology, which is cool. Yeah, it's it's architecture is all organic in its design. It's set maybe for possibly like the base and like it seems like it has glass. Maybe that could be type of plastic. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's housed in, in like what looks to be like vines and tree trunks as the base of the, the architecture. Yeah. And, uh, and it does look like an offshore. I didn't even notice it, it does look like an offshore oil facility. Right. It does have that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it gets it has that vibe a little bit. Um but Charles is just talking about the breach, right? And how there's an attack on uh on this thing. And as this is happening, we're seeing uh these people come out of the water. We're assuming it's uh, a part of uh Xeno, right? Yeah, the cabal the Xeno cabal, the cabal. That, that their themselves and their intentions in the previous issue. This yeah, does look kind of <clears throat> kind of looks like their task force, but at the same time, it doesn't look as amped up as the previous task force. Because mm-hmm. this looks like more of a special forces kind of infiltration, bag and tag kind of force. Because they look very special ops and low key. Whereas the other ones look like a walking like mercenary group of just one man army kind of situation. They're like ripped and decked out with weapons and all these attachments. These guys look very low key, just kind of all black scuba suits with a few like... Looks like just basic SMGs, nothing crazy. Maybe assault rifles. That might be wrong. They look kind of small though, so it's not like they they look like they're ready to like, bring this place down. They look like they're more set for like infiltration. Yeah, and uh, they have these like devices which are interesting. It looks like harpoons, and they harpoon up to the top of the this like uh, oil drilling looking thing, and they have this device that comes up that essentially melts the ground from underneath it and pulls it down which is interesting yeah because it harpoons into it and then uh-huh. at the base of the harpoon there's like a weird laser that pops out and cuts like a perfect circle around it like a how you see <clears throat> in a lot of those uh, spy movies where they cut that hole in the window with like the mm-hmm. perfect circle and then they pop yeah. it out it's like that with a harpoon built into it and it allowed them to like just bust through because then they shoot straight up into it as it's pulling up, and right as it cuts through, they bust through it, which is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to infiltrate. Yeah. Not not so much for for um, Jamie Maddox, but Madrox, but it's definitely pretty cool <laughs> for them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we get a. We get Charles kind of talking about how uh, this attack was supposed to probably take a. Uh, divide us but it only brought us together more or less um and uh as this is happening we get uh kind of this assault right the 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 these these uh soldiers whatever they are mercenaries coming special special ops uh breaches breaches the defenses takes out takes out the enemy and uh, as this is happening, they're pretty much just taking control, taking over this place, more or less. They're getting the upper hand. Because it looks like it's staffed by multiple men. Like, yeah. Jimmy Maddox is Jimmy just kind of yeah. taking note and, like, doing inventory. And then all of a sudden, these, like, red circles appear around him on the floor. And he's like, what's this about? Boom! They bust in and just light him up. And it, I thought he was, like, the only one there running this place. But then, as you, as you revealed as they go on, it turns out it was staffed all by him. Which is great. Yeah. When you think about it, Jamie Madrox is the greatest mutant to have for this kind of situation. If you're trying to run all these clandestine uh, environmental and science facilities, you won't have to worry about hiring people and training them. You just be like, Jamie, send some dudes. <laughs> we need to, we need some dude to contract a few of your guys, send them out, and have them work like the whole operation. Like One of them's got to be the cook. One of them's like the custodian. <laughs> right? Like I just picture like they're all working the same job. And like, dude, we're the same guy. How the hell are you gonna pull rank on me and act like you're better than me? And he's like, yeah, but I'm science officer. You're you're just the janitor. <laughs> Don't argue with me. It's just like we'll send you back to Jamie. <laughs> this is schizophrenic like break because he's pretty much just talking to himself, right? After yeah, he's just arguing with his different different iterations of himself. <laughs> Which are all just getting wiped out right here. Yeah. Uh, as they assault this 
base or whatever it is, oil rig, whatever. Um, oil it's holding sense. pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we cut to the grove of Krakoa, and we kind of get Charles Xavier, and he's uh, telling the story of uh, Hercules, which is interesting, right? Yeah. And his rise to, to essentially divinity. Yeah. More or less. And we get we get a cool couple oh, this is the panel I was talking about, the top panel. Uh kind of the uh kind of this uh, opening establishing shot is kind of uh kind of a little rough compared to the rest. You you, Especially you like you think because of the lack of detail it, it kinda of hurt the panel a little bit? Not so much the lack of detail, the lack of line work. Although the form and figure is still good, still solid. Uh, I think it's more like where I'm seeing uh, kind of the uh, White Queen and a little bit of Mystique and uh, Exodus a little bit. But uh, like the minimal details on like Apocalypse and Charles Xavier works perfectly. Like I'm like, I don't need that's perfect amount of detail. I know exactly who that is. The other characters, not so much. Yeah, I think that they show off, especially with uh, Exodus and Mystique there, I think they should have shrouded their faces a little more or didn't have so much of a blank slate. I could see what you mean, because, like, right there, it almost feels very, very, like, unnatural. And I get that they were trying to go with, like, a fade-in approach here, and that's why, like, we're fading into the Quiet Council and, like, what's going on. But I feel like just the just that huge blank slate of blue on Mystique's face and that red on Exodus just looks funny. Looks like their yeah. faces just melted off. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even really notice that. My vision is pretty bad, so I was just kind of like, "Oh, yeah. I guess they don't have details." Now that I close in on it, I'm like, "Yeah, there's just it's just one color." <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, like you said, I see it with Xavier and Apocalypse because their faces and shapes are so perfectly done, it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would agree. Minor. That would probably be the one little, the one little uh, weak point throughout the uh, artistry and the whole and the whole issue. Very minor, yeah. Uh, but there's, that's just my one one issue with this with this uh, issue. One issue, with, yeah. One issue with this issue. Um, but uh-huh. we we get Charles. That made sense, right? Yeah, yeah. No. That that meant what alliteration. <laughs> but he's Chuck's talking about this, how... uh, parable here between yeah. them and, uh, and then Hercules and kind of breaking down like what what's unique about that in their situation. Mm-hmm. And is he relating it to the the next team that gets sent out, which is Jean Grey, Beast, and uh, Sage? I'm not. Uh, Kid Omega, I mean. Oh no no yeah you're right no, you're right I was thinking of I was thinking of uh, the X Force team yeah you're right exactly they're they're supposed to be the tandem because I guess Hercules would then be the representation of of Wolverine, Kid Omega and Domino and Athena which they bring up as like kind of the the other side of the spectrum would be ah uh, gotcha and, yeah and right a... because they say that <clears throat> how Hercules rose to power he he started out his life in the shadows hiding because he was afraid that people would judge him or come after him due to his significance and his place in the the greater greek mythos going forward but they really hammer in on the point that you know he didn't do it all by himself when he started his quest for power his quest for godhood he had athena by his side helping him in all these different key events helping him return from almost unsurmountable odds or getting out of these these pretty much shitty situations that he can't think through he can't use his mind to come so charles is laying out here that we need to do the same kind of thing using this the hercules parable is that we need to strike back with hercules and we need to strike back using athena as well and that's uh, the illusion that he's doing to the uh, the do the two parts to x-force because it seems like he's building kind of a duality with X-Force here and how they function and accomplish tasks, which is new. X-Force yeah. is usually one solid unit of mutants that right. typically keep the same roster throughout the whole X-Force run. But he's now created a tandem team to kind of play off of each other based off of their strengths and weaknesses. Which I did. Yeah. I did. And I like, yeah. the, I like the Greek mythology parable. I think that's really cool. 
Yeah, agreed. And Charles says he had the muscle, but she had the mind. And this is when we see Gene Beast and Sage kind of jumping out of a jumping out of a portal, going down. Which is interesting. It's like a portal that that's on top of this uh, this the, building, the, this the uh, science facility, yeah, science the water, facility, the waterlogged science facility. <laughs> yeah, and um, pretty much he's just all like, "Yo, figure out what's up, what's up with Madrox," and he's all like, "I can tell you, pretty much better." And he's just all like, "You see, kind of, they're all taken out, more or less." Um. And they're kind of like playing out the scene, almost detective style, almost like Batman, the Arkham games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. When he goes into detective mode, try to break down things. Yeah. Well, she said that she got uh, what she could from from Jamie because when the the dupes died, like they they send like a a psychic feedback to the, the original. And so she tapped into Jamie and got everything she needed and she's playing it back for all of them. But. It's kind of rough because she can feel the emotion too, so you can tell it's kind of stressful on Jean to play back all these guys dying. Because <laughs> she feels that emotion that Jamie felt, so it's kind of Jean's a very empathic human, a very empathic mutant. Mm-hmm. She feel well, not only does she go through people's thoughts and minds, but she really can feel what they're feeling, and it takes a bit of a toll on her. That's why yeah. she had such trouble with being Dark Phoenix because things would push her over the edge so easily because she'd feel it down to the emotional level. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, poor Jean. I don't know. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want those powers. Fuck. I, I I especially wouldn't want it when her powers were going haywire and she's just reading everybody's mind all at once when she's yeah. out in public. That just seems like a fucking migraine. Right. It's like people in your head all the time. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I feel it. But they're kind of playing out this scene, and they note that the the guns are different, right? Beast is all like, these are like different caliber guns than the one that used to kill uh, Charles. And they're kind of questioning if these are the same guys, right? Are these the same uh, people who killed Charles? And they're still unsure, right? Yeah. Their motives may be similar, but it seems like their style and the level of force they used and the type of tactics they used were different even down to the very gear they used right and they're just still kind of playing it out a little bit they see like where a chopper could have flown off and then they kind of go inside uh inspect inside and they realize that it wasn't about the drugs or the drugs are merely possibly just a a distraction from the real thing that they wanted which sage notes is uh data they wanted their data and note here, this is where she postulates the idea that it is the same organization just acting in different means. Because she yeah. says, they, just as they did with Charles, they infiltrated they, across enemy lines to right. then get in and attack them at the head of their organization. Now they're infiltrating across their lines to get in and attack them at the head of their <laughs> intelligence network using their own computers against them. And it was a real yes. cool sh- way to show Sage's powers because she broke down and said, these guys had to infiltrate using a ship because I've hacked all the manifests of all um, air travel in this area over the last 24 mm-hmm. hours, and there's no way that there was anything that they could have dropped from. They had to use a form of naval travel, and then from there they had to infiltrate uh, yes. through, through actually just actually swimming up and coming into the, the actual compound because there's, there's no airdrop they could have done, which is kind of cool because their powers – you don't ever really get put in like a detective uh, realm. It's more of like usually just like basic data analysis and crunching numbers. For, she's like an accountant or like just something in that kind of realm. Here it was like her being a detective and like how she broke it down and explained it was really, really fascinating. And gave me kind yeah. of like a new appreciation for Sage where I'm like, okay, it, Sage, yeah. you're holding your place, you know. You're exactly. not... You're not just someone who can, like, you know, be impressive with computers. You're someone who can be impressive just with, like, detective uh, logic and uh, reasoning and uh, problem solving in that kind of realm as well. But, yeah, it does feel like that there, it, this is definitely the work of Zeno as well, just using a different facet to strike at the yeah. with a different team. Yeah, especially after we get this breakdown from Sage, it's pretty clear that it's the same organization. And they seem certain about it as well. Um, dead James. Somebody, yeah, you see only like Gene kind of like going towards and like seeing if any of them are okay. And all everyone else is just like, yeah, they're dead. 
It doesn't matter. It's, it's just, just a, a, it's just a clown. She's <laughs> on a computer, and she's just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> she's like, this is rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Stepping Madrox. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to the portfolio of Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier is a wealthy man after creating his own nation. Um, he is yeah, the shepherd's. They... They also uh, that they they hacked into the the financial information. So not ah. only go through their their network for their um, actual intel, but they're also tapping into their finances and trying to figure out how that works. So that was what the transition was from what she found out into the portfolio of Charles Xavier. And what a portfolio! What a portfolio, man! I he diversified like a motherfucker. Well, not too diversified. It's all X Men or mutant related uh, enterprises. Kind of. No, there's some engineering, there's some aerospace, Blackbird Motors, I'm sure, is like an aerospace company, you know, it's competing with Tesla and whatnot. Wolverine Waste Management, though? Oh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> there's, there's some infrastructure in there. Is a little bit of Logan? Oh, yeah. Is that just like, I named our waste management after you, Wolverine, because <laughs> I... <laughs> Maybe he lost, I feel like he lost a bet. That's like him losing a bet. And it's like, if he loses his bet... We're calling our waste management Wolverine Waste Management. Yeah, let's dive into Xavier's Fortune uh, 500 companies here. Yeah, let's do it. So we got the first one, which was announced, which is what uh, this this comp- uh, this cabal broke into, which is Xavier Pharmaceuticals. And they, they do the thing where they make the X's, the thing, and I'm just like, uh, they keep doing it. They keep got a, doing got a market. it. That's marketing. That's just brand That's marketing. Stay on brand. Yep. Yeah, he is on brand. He is on brand. You got to give him that. All right. So we got Xavier Pharmaceuticals, Gifted Mine Technologies, uh, probably their tech. I bet you that's all. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, which we'll meet. Yeah, Forge, which we'll meet in a second. Um, and Kenny Valley Farms. That's a hilarious pun. Also, it's meta. Like, the, little the, meta. The story like, refers to the X Men as the Uncanny X Men, but yeah, no, I don't remember no any time where we're like, "Where the, the Uncanny X Men is it?" Yeah, uncanny? no, no. This is so. This is kind of self-referential. It takes you out a little bit. Weird. A little, little fourth wally. Little weird. Okay, but we got the, we got the agriculture it seems. Okay. Summers news and media, the only mutant news you should trust. No spin here. And I just picture it. I just picture Scott and Havoc just sitting there and like doing <laughs> casting reports, and they're just like today on the news. It's just like a local news that they just play on Krakoa over and over again. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just see cables just like I got a new gun. It's like no one wants to see your guns ever. <laughs> and for weather, we have Rachel. <laughs> She's like, it's perfect out, as it is every day. Back to you, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss that daily party, folks. Yeah. Still going on. Tonight, tomorrow, and forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, next is Evolution Energy. Okay. Got got their, their energy source, energy company. X marks spot mining. Little, little weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little labor of a pun. Yeah, a little on the nose. Not even on the nose. It's just I like, don't know, like, why did they leave that out? Like, why did they just call yeah. X works the spot mining? I yeah, mean, why is there no that? Taking it out just makes it sound funny. It does. It's weird. Uh, uh, okay, moving on. Cerebral Films. Interesting. I like it. I like the name. Yeah, they have their, they have their own film. They have their own film commission. I like that. Phoenix Law Offices. Oh Phoenix my Law. god. Is Capcom gonna sue someone? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Objection, sir. <laughs> In her Marvel Girl suit, like just like Objection. <laughs> but she says it. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's good. All right. Moving on. Salem Center Auctions and Real Estate. Uh, that's interesting. I want to see how that one plays out. Who's in control of land management? Well, it's probably Xavier still at the top with that one because I mean he owned most of the Salem real estate in that area for sure. where they were or the where dealing with the the location of the uh, original X mansion and all that stuff. He bought a lot of real estate in the land going out 
in just that general area of New York. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is just sure. him expanding on that. And plus, I mean, when it comes to real estate, that's that's a that's a well of money to be mined. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, a president mined that well pretty hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So why not? Why not mine that well? I would if I had like an upfront investment of how, a quarter of a million. I would start investing in property. More money into more money. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next is Blackbird Motors, which I assume is their technology or like more of their automotive and aerospace type uh, firm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Wolverine Waste Management, which so sad. <laughs> so sad. They, they they raz on Wolverine so hard. Yeah. He takes oh. he takes it like a champ too. Oh yeah. What are you gonna do? Drink your troubles away, bub? He's not gonna let this cut him in half. He may let something <laughs> else later on, but not this. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and then finally, his dream philanthropic foundation, which I assume is their charity. Yeah. And then they mention at the bottom of the page that they also have their own cryptocurrency X coin, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for someone to make that a real thing, by the way. Well, I mean, there's so many cryptocurrencies, it's probably only a matter of time. It might already be it, as this has already been released. I mean, it's probably already happening. Yeah. Especially then- with the way the economy is collapsing around the world in many places, the cryptocurrency is becoming even more viable than it ever was before. Yeah, and uh, more or less all these uh, all these kind of uh, purchases and his assets, his portfolio of assets are made for the betterment of securing the dream of Krakoa. More Correct. Um, but I like what Hickman has now laid down here as like the thing moving forward is that he has told them that it needs to be mandated in the X-Men mythos, but also in the Marvel mythos. That, is, that Charles is now considered to be the wealthiest and most powerful man alive. Alive, yes. Yeah. Because I feel that that came straight from Hickman, where he's like, we need to set up Charles as being just top dog when it comes to finances and world power. And I feel like it echoes here with looking at these subsidiaries that he all owns. All these companies and these weird shell companies and branch companies. It's just, he's got his fingers in all the pots. All yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. But we move forward and we get uh, the Quiet Council again. And we get like Sebastian Shaw kind of being bitter about uh, Xavier's money, pretty much. Being super posh. Yeah, he is. Another gentleman. He's like fluttering it around at people. (laughs) Oh. I hope he accents everything he says by fluttering a handkerchief at someone's face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wanted to note, they're kind of just talking, they're kind of bickering back and forth, more or less. And uh, I wanted to point out, why is Douglas here in the background? Oh, because he's just, he's he's, he's the uh, proxy for, oh! He's in space. Yeah. Oh, yeah, as of as of issue four, he's still in space. Why is he here? Oh, I was about to say, like, why is he there? Because it's the Quiet Council. But I'm like, oh, you got a good point. No. I didn't even think about that. He, why is he there at all? Because he should be in space. Yeah. Um. I wonder if this was just written before he realized that and weren't talking to each other. Uh, because who's writing mutants? Five. They're still in space. So yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, that is super confusing. A little confusing. I don't know what's happening there, but uh, I just had to point that out. I thought that was uh, that threw me off of this whole page or this whole like next two pages. I was just like, "Why is he here? I don't care about this conversation. I want to know what Douglas is doing right now." How did he get back? Like, is that a clone? What's going? on? He died in space, and we just didn't know about it. I do like Krakoa in the background behind Magneto, though. That like emboating giant. Oh yeah, like face the coming down on top the... of the council, looking at them, and just be like, "Hey guys." <laughs> Yeah, those lips with those like old man lines almost. And and I gotta enjoy Shaw's like cavalier approach to like, well, you know, Xavier gets shot, he gets resurrected, Xavier gets robbed, he's a billionaire. What does it matter? I mean, if this is really the end of the world, then we would know 
Because Apocalypse would tell us, do you know Apocalypse if it's the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, I love how it's great. Shaw's the biggest dick there to everyone. <laughs> He's so fucking snide about everything he says. Yeah. And uh, we kind of get, uh, as they're kind of going back, we get kind of uh, Apocalypse saying that the humans are not worthy and... Uh, more or less, every empire falls. He's giving like these big kind of uh, bigger thoughts. While well, everyone's just like, "What? No, just focus, focus on the thing. How do we? What do we do about these people?" And... But his sweeping doctrines are true to his mentality. I mean, he's oh yeah, yeah. Like, hey, like assault on Xavier or an assault on Yusha or anyone at all. Anyone, any single mutant is still an assault on all of us. The problem we really need to worry about here is that with those assaults, the humans are getting a taste for for divinity, for godhood. And anytime he's seen throughout uh, history, uh, he, mortals getting a taste for uh, the 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 unimaginable power that gods wield, they become gluttonous and they they gorge themselves upon it. So he says, "We cannot wait any longer. We must act now." And that's where you get that's where you get freaking sinister, just like, well then let's just kill him. Do we vote? What do we do? Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> is, is it already isn't it on the table? Like, let's just move forward. Let's wipe him out and we'll call it there. It's that simple. And Jean's like, no, it's more complex. No. Yeah. And we get Jean kind of coming in and she's she's just like, make your jokes, make your jokes, make your threats, deny all you like. But uh, but pretty much she's like, uh, there's gonna be a threat coming. She mentions 24 hours from now, I think, right? Like before yeah, she's just about the next 24 hours, there's gonna be more that's going to come from all this. Yeah, we can't sit back idly because they're they're making moves that indicate that there are more moves in the in the works to come right now. Yeah, and this is when she's like, we know about the factory of weird human titan things. We know about their attack. Um, Casino Cabal, they know about them now. They, they know about the their, Cabal, yeah. They're adversaries. They, they know they like peacocks. They're all about the peacock life. Yeah. Yeah, they must watch NBC all day. Ah, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. corporate <laughs> Yeah, and she's, just, she's more or less just like, don't underestimate these people. We can't, we can't underestimate them. Can't and, think we're invulnerable. Yeah. And we got a uh, we got old uh, Frenchie coming in. And he's just all like, "Well, they got their thing, right? Why don't we yeah. Exodus? I don't know why I called him. <laughs> he's French, right? He's French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's he's French just <laughs> <laughs> and he's just all like, "Well, they got their council and the soldiers. What we, I assume we have we have stuff too, right? And he's just like, "X Force, we got X Force." And he's yeah. just all like, "So we." And then he's just more or less is like this is kind of like our CIA. We get like, uh, uh, what's her name? Mystique is all bitter about it. She's like, yeah. ew, that's gross. That's a human thing. Yeah, she's so, calling out Charles for being lazy. She's like, I would, I would really prefer we didn't compare ourselves to human institutions. But I'm just like, ah. It, it may be a human institution, but it's just a concept in itself. I mean, they're just mirroring it. They don't have to call it the mutant CIA. Like, it's just the concept of it. it I mean, people are going to copy tactics and, and institutions of other people no matter what. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like Mystique is just being bitter because they didn't, they didn't know 100% on how to betray her in this. And we know that Mystique has weird ulterior motives. So it's one of those things where it's like, what, what is her reasoning behind this? What is her goading at people? Yeah, and we even get still keeps on board though, even though she's like, it's so gross that we're copying them, but bring on the blood and blackmail. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely down still, but yeah, she's kind of just being difficult to be difficult. Storm kind of pops in and just like, can we stop arguing about semantics? But then we get Jean with the awesome subterfuge and the awesome one-liner in this page at the end where she's just all like, if Athena is our CIA, then Hercules is our Delta Force. So we gathered our intelligence and now we gather our arms. Yeah. It's pretty oh, interesting wow. to see that yeah. from Jean. Jean's the one like kind of like reeling everybody in this meeting. 
Yeah, she's kind of like fomenting the aggression into like a spearheaded motion of let's go forward with all this. We've got it set. We've put up the building blocks. I know Nightcrawler had his reservations where he's like, well, we need to have like a moral compass in whatever mm-hmm. institution we implement. But then, of course, you know, playing devil's advocate, Mystique chimes in again and is like, no, there is no moral compass in any CIA operative like organization they only care about nationalism and if we're doing this obviously we're going to be doing it for our nationalist gain there's no morality in it unless it's our morality for our people the rest of the world is off the table and gene's like all right well if we're going to have to go down that road we've got the crew and the team to do it yeah and we see the delta force meet with forge and the armory and it's a pretty interesting. We get these two panels, right? Forge has the bigger panel, but we get this smaller vertical panel of uh, more of the uh, armory, just kind of like it looks like a bat cave almost, right? Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then when they were cutting through it, I was like, Forge has got his own bat cave. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and he's super proud of it. I've been looking at Brock in that mean Captain Morgan stance where he's oh, like, yeah. oh, guys, just working on Krakoan tech over here. Don't mind me. Yeah, and uh, we even get a uh, we get the we get the the Delta Force just like we're looking for some toys, and we even get a uh, Domino still rocking that like glowy eye. Yeah, she's got that cable kind of glowy eye, and you know that Wolverine and Forge did that handshake that um, Arnold and oh uh, yes, we one mentioned guy this... from the yeah. Predators. Predator, yeah. they have a Predator moment where they're just like, "You son of a bitch." Grab hands and do that flexion. Grab shake hands with and flex shake. Yeah, yeah it's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's such uh, a great moment. We even mentioned this in like a previous issue where we thought this happened, but no, this is it right here. This is yeah. the predator moment. Damn, if, if that's not like a knockoff, if I've seen one. Yeah. <laughs> so skeletons he's built in the background. There's some really interesting looking ones there. I dig it. He's got some good, interesting stuff, and it, it, you can see that he's been playing with the uh, Krakoan like organics, which he'll mention in a second. But more or less, it's a weird like dance battle where he's like, "Let me explain what I got for you," and we kind of attack each other. It's, it's weird. It's well, yeah, because like, he's hyping his yeah. new technology and weapons, and Wolverine yeah. responds with like, "Well, he's like, you know, I've got." He's like, my tech always wins, and Wolverine's got his shit on it by saying, not always, by schnicking in his face with his claws and saying, like, look how badass my tech is. It's just like, well, that's a little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking their mortality way too lax. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> it's going to get bad if they keep doing this. Um, but then we get this moment with Domino where she's like, they treated me like a lab experiment, carving me up in their flesh factory. I'm eager to return the favor. And that's when Forge opens up opens up the play, the play chest. He's like, all right, let me look at my toys. Let me see here. All right, this one. This one's good. And then he has like a weird. I don't know why when I when I heard this line from Forge as he holds this like Krakoan gauntlet, he says, "But they'll be sorrier." I said it like a Canadian. See, I even said it right there. Doesn't Sorry. it come off, Sorry. come off Canadian like right there? I don't know why. Is that just reading into things? Am I am I racist towards Canadians in this one panel right now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they'll be offended. The thing is, they're pretty lax people. I think they understood. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, we sorry, kind of, you had that misconception. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but we kind of get this, uh, this is back and forth. Uh, he kind of like uh, shows off this, this gauntlet and talking about how uh, it could shoot this, this it could shoot uh, infinite rounds as long as you soil it and water it because it is organic. You got to water night. it every night. So yes. And he's just kind of showing it off, right? As they kind of do this like dance battle, and he's talking about it, right? He he punches Domino, but then he misses, and then he shoots it off, and then he turns it into a blade, and then he turns it into like webs to like uh, apprehend uh, Kid Omega. So he's just kind of showing it off, looking cool, and then he transfers it to Domino to play with. He does the same thing Wolverine did, where he's like super aggressive and like swinging it around. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has to dodge it. But I mean, I think he knows Domino well enough to know that she's fine and that he can't accidentally hurt her because her yeah. her luck powers will keep her safe. But it was funny how he tied up fucking <laughs> Kid Omega. He right. calls him a lowly mechanic. <laughs> he calls him a lowly mechanic. 
<laughs> what shit talk? Kittle right? just sees himself above everybody. I love it. And yeah, he's put, and he's put in his place right here by having to deal with like Forges just playing with his toys. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't call him a grease monkey. He says, "Get your heads off me, grease monkey." <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a yeah, Swiss Army mitten. That's what Domino calls it's it. Pretty much what it is. Is yeah, yeah. It can they, do a lot of things. When he gives it to her, the roots will actually bind to her nerves and interface with her neural res- uh, responses. So essentially, she can play with it as if it's an extension of her. And she already had that kind of Kirkoan medical uh, procedure that kind of like grafted wood and roots to her arms. So yeah. it just it just fuses with that. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I'm excited to see it in action. Um, but then we get like Forge is like, "Yo, what do you want? What do you want, Junior?" Talking to Kid Omega, and he's like, "I don't need shit." And he's just like, "Fine, moving on." I don't care. I'm already the ultimate weapon. Great. Later. <laughs> you want woman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you, you see kind of Kid Omega. It's just like, wait, wait, maybe I want something. I don't know. But as this is happening, we get a Wolverine kind of looking at this pool, and it's a pool of adamantium. And it's assumed that, like, this is for if you ever die, more or less. Well, we, we put it back into you. So this is kind of explain. I feel like this is explaining the adamantium kind of hang up right here. Yeah. Yeah, because he mentioned that, like, you know, Xavier, he tells Wolverine, like, hey, I got this because Xavier said I should have it just in case we got to resurrect you. We got some <laughs> on standby. And that kind of gives Wolverine an idea about something. And he and he says, like, you know, hey, Forge, can you, you know, and then before he can finish what they're talking about, the sensors go off that indicate that they need to gather, that another heist is underway and that they have to be reactive to it right now. So yeah. Orange Coast says, maybe next time, short stack. <laughs> <laughs> and they run, yeah, they pretty much run off as the insults yeah. him. But uh, not only does this kind of show what happens when he uh, gets resurrected and how the adamantium works, it's pretty much uh, foreshadowing that he's going to die. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I really like that how Forge has taken so aptly to the Krakoan uh, tech and has just pretty much yeah. turned it his. It, this has made Forge's mutant powers even better. Because exactly. of his ability to understand technology, even if it's a foreign, un- unknown type of tech, he really flourishes here in his weird forge cave. In his weird forge cave. <laughs> to the forge cave. <laughs> to the forge cave, everyone. He's got his Krakoan Batmobile that's made out of wood. <laughs> Runs on water. Yeah, just just water it every day. Take that, Tesla. <laughs> uh... But we move on to Forge's Daily Planner. Uh-huh. Favorite part of the whole issue. Yeah. <laughs> I love this part yeah. so much. This is great. <laughs> we get a... The first one, we get a breakfast meeting with Xavier. Uh, place order night before Krakoan spinach and turtle egg. Turtle egg omelet, which is interesting. 20, uh, turtle, 20 omelet. turtle egg omelets, yeah. Which is a black, lot, my God. <laughs> black market bacon, a gallon of black coffee, on the agenda, making more cool, and then it's redacted. We don't know what they what? talked about. What is black market bacon, and where can I get right? it? Right? I, uh, just people. reading it that way just sounded Tell so – I salivated a little bit. I was like, black market bacon? <laughs> <laughs> what makes this so black market? Let me tell you. I know. It just sounds so t- – it sounds so forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, the next one's a lot of maintenance checklist, sculpt mustache, left side accidentally longer, and launder tights, <laughs> deep seawater rinse. <laughs> oh, it feels like Percy's really loving on Forge there, like appreciating yeah. his character design from like the original design onward. Just like this is Forge's look, and it's it's classy. <laughs> We're keeping it. His mustache must be precise. Yes, <laughs> Each exactly. down to a, a T. <laughs> Uh, next, moving on. Question of the day. Krakoan flag. Should we have one? And put it on our weapons? Question mark? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He was probably just saw, like, Americans have their flag on everything. We could be like America. Why aren't we like America? What's your flag? What's our flag? <laughs> what would be their flag? Uh, oof. The, uh, an X, like probably. A helix or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would make sense. Like the X gene, whatever it looks like. 
the DNA sequence. The skeletal structure yeah. of the X gene, yeah. They could like just put that on. Though I feel like that'd be a little too on the nose. People would be like, I don't get it. <laughs> most people exactly. you'd be like, this is the skeletal structure of like, you know, what DNA is and all this kind of stuff. And people are like, I don't recognize that at all. It beats another X, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just an X. Hey, we're overthinking this, Kyle. It's just gonna be an X. It's, it's just gonna, gonna be, be an X. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> um, brainstorm sweet ass organic jet ski and a hovercraft with plankton skirted wave control. So it's like half like awesome engineering, half like bro science. I love it. It feels very weird how they're writing. I mean, Forge just had his mentality kind of brush with like him being a little playful and over exuberant about his right. inventions. But this almost feels like Forge's brain <laughs> is backed by like some sort of like just average dude who stumbled upon the greatest technology ever and he's like look at this right. dope ass tech bro isn't this fucking wicked isn't this awesome shaka <laughs> <laughs> the fuck cool. happened to forge <laughs> i love he it son he's been partying really hard at Krakoa lately and it's yeah, got he <laughs> yeah he's taking that off <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next, be sure not to forget 500 squats every morning at 10 a.m. New goal. So he doesn't always do this. This is a new thing for him. He's probably at 400. He's up in it. I mean, look at that that uh, Captain Morgan pose he had. That man's got a defined yeah. body. He's, he's fit. He's oh, fit. Yeah. Look at those quads, too. He's got them quads, son. He's, getting, he's working on getting yoked. <laughs> For probably Domino, because he was dropping a lot of hints that, that he's super into Domino, if you notice, like, their banter when he's talking about it. And I never, yeah. I never, like, before noticed that he had a thing for her or anything. But after these last two pages, I was just like, dude, he's totally into Domino. Like, he's he is subtly, hit, like, flirting with her. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how that plays out. I'm, I'm interested. He's going to turn Domino into his walking, talking, like, upgrade. Like, where he's like, I'm so into you, Domino, and I'm so into giving you crazy attachments. Okay. <laughs> this is going to become a cyborg by the end of this. Work and pleasure. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy. Oh, man. I got some uh, orifice, Domino. <laughs> this just, like the, just like the, the robot in the Rocky movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Right, that was a sex robot. What's a sex robot? <laughs> sex robot rock. Never like. forget. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we get a note: the nation of Terra Verde has so far refused to sign the treaty recognizing mutant sovereignty. This is believed to be in part because they are developing so-called Terra Telefloronics, organic oh. tech. Obviously, theirs will suck compared to mine. But still, better investigate. <laughs> See, that's more uh, in line with Forge. Because yeah. Forge is arrogant. I will agree with that. Forge is arrogant, but he's not some sort of like 20-year-old on spring break. But he's definitely arrogant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is a meeting with Black Tom to discuss improvements uh, to the island's security, more or less. Um... Finished prototype for coral perimeter defenses. Oh, well, wait, though. Hold on that. The part okay. about Black Tom that you skipped over is that Black Tom seems super nervous and keeps referring to himself as we. Is he stable? I'll ask Dream to look at oh, what was damn, going I around. I just almost missed that. So, yeah, so we weren't wrong on that when we were talking about this last time. Is, is Black Tom all there? Yes, we, we kinda... noted on this before, and we saw the degradation even before that. We have been kind of touching on it every time it comes up, but uh -huh. this is like this is even Forge like noticing that hey, something is really up with Black Tom. He is off. Like we need to have Dream give him a little bit of one-on-one -on -one, like psychotherapy kind of session because Black Tom doesn't really even seem to be Black Tom in his own mind. He's referring to himself as we. He thinks yeah. him and Krakoa become this symbiotic being almost, or maybe Krakoa. Is he's in the he's, he's in the dark spot. He's he could be in the dark space this whole time that uh, Mondo was in. Oh shit! That was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I secretly hate everyone. I never wanted to be a part of this. I didn't care when Xavier died. Whatever. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm Black Tom Cassidy. I'm fucking BTC. Fuck BTC. all you. 
But Kokoa loves everyone, so they are just like, Kokoa was just like, I took over. Black Tom seemed mean, so I thought I could do it better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is more continuing. Yeah, the uh, so questionable BTC saga is what's going to happen with him. What's going to happen with BTC? That should be interesting. Uh, moving on, finish prototype for Coral Perimeter Defenses. Roll out produ- Coral! <laughs> Roll out production on Wingsuit. Interesting. I like that. That'll be cool. Right? I picture that wingsuit that that one dude flew around in, that glider suit. That he like oh. flew around in, like he jumped off of a mountain and like glided around a valley yeah. for a while. You've seen that suit? Oh, yeah. Those are, those are insane. Yeah, they're super Crazy. insane. <laughs> those are insane. You're insane if you do that. Yeah. Cool. If you don't have a resurrection protocol set in place for you, do not use a wingsuit. Do not use a wingsuit. There's humans that do that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy shit. Uh, roll up production on forest of missile launchers. Not so one cool. missile launcher, a forest so of missile launchers. I picture he's literally meaning like they're going to be trees that double as yeah. fucking missile launchers. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. Oh. oh, I love this organic tech. It's so it's so unique, and I, I appreciate it because it's it it takes the X Men out of the realm of a lot of the other people they're competing against that are just using a standard tech, this concept of an organic tech really puts them in the league of their own. Yeah, I really dig the kind of cocoon organics interfused or interweaved with the technology that Forge is kind of producing. Uh, just uh, all the mutants in general, too. Um, but this next one goes into our theory on how he feels about domino develop cocoon body spray with extra he he pheromones that smells like bacon and leather test out by walking past domino does she look twice question mark (laughs) will she look like twice to this to the smell of bacon and leather yeah it's a very interesting aroma to have like waft past you and then all of a sudden you're just like oh what was that he's like notice me senpai please notice me notice me senpai (laughs) oh yeah yeah dude's digging domino i don't blame him (laughs) and then another goal another new goal be sure not to forget 500 push-ups every afternoon 4 p.m um, so, you know, getting that chest, you got to flex, you got to get those, those awesome handshakes, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. you don't get those awesome handshakes for looking like, you know, without doing pushups. I mean, when you try to do that, you try to do it with the, the glob guy and you probably just like grease through him. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep fit. Mm. Next is, uh, homework short stacked. Uh, I imagine meaning Wolverine requested I build him a blank or redacted question. Isn't should I, the question is how long should I make him wait just to annoy him? Classic. (laughs) Yeah, I can live with that. I can live with forge being a dick there. I still feel that it was weird earlier, but you know, him being arrogant and a dick, that's not too far off from forges. Shamo. That felt good. That felt pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> this was, what do you what do you think was redacted i'm not sure especially in the the one in the beginning that one i think it might have been just redacted because it was like just a swear word like they were just cursing like make more yeah. cool shit like that one i'm like okay yeah, whatever yeah. but with the wolverine one i'm thinking okay maybe it's like a, a an exoskeleton and or i imagine like a it's a, yeah he had an idea right when he was looking at the adamantium right yeah. He's like, Forge, can you do this? And he's like, well, nope, gotta go. This is Forge, I got a dumb idea that's not going to make any sense to you. Can you put adamantian swords in my arm? I saw this movie called Wolverine Origins, and I thought, fuck, man, that looks so cool. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> Forge is like, that would never work. <laughs> how, do you bend your, how do you bend your elbows? <laughs> yeah, you have, you're just going to walk around with constantly straight arms all day until you pop these suckers. Wolverine's like, fine, worth it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Don't care. Yeah. Make it happen. Jeez. But we go to the point, and uh, we get uh, Sage and Beast. They're just like talking about they got constant, constant surveillance on something happening in San Francisco, right? We get another, another kind of lab type building 
uh, for the uh, shores of San Francisco. We get like Coit Tower in the background of one page. So we know we're in San Francisco. Um, and what does he say? This is a green space, a clean energy startup that experiments with Kirkoan tech. So it makes sense. It's in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's actually being staffed by humans that were uh, former colleagues of Xavier's. Right. It's Scholars from Stanford. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of interesting because this is like one of the first initiatives you see that is actually staffed by all humans that are working alongside the mutants. I mean, sure, you see nation states and initiatives working with the mutants as mm-hmm. well, but this is like one of their actual organizations, the one of those Fortune 500 organizations that are being staffed with just regular human scientists. Yeah. And that's why Beast says it's significant, because we have to get there and we have to deal with this quick as possible, because these fuckers don't resurrect. If these guys not. die, we're short on we're short on scientists now. Yeah. And as this is happening, we're seeing it being uh, assaulted or overrun, right? They attack from the top, uh, yeah, glass they, they breaks. Chocolate drop in and, like, zip line down. And we see the team. We get uh, Domino, Wolverine, Kid Omega. They're running towards the portal, pretty much. They're kind of breaking down what they got to do. They're at the transportation hub, which I don't think they've ever named this. I think we've seen it a couple times, but I imagine it's just a place where there's a bunch of portals. Yeah, the portals kind of all coalesce into one spot to get to multiple different locations. Yeah. So if you want to travel somewhere, you just go there and then pick where you want to go. But yeah, Wolverine's just kind of like breaking down the mission. He's like, we're on our way. Do this, do this. Expect immediate engagement, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, X-Force, go. And they go through the portal. Oh, but look, and... Kid Omega has a shotgun. A oh, yeah, Kid Omega. Shotgun. Yeah. I didn't notice that actually when I read through. I just was more focused on like Domino's giant super fist. <laughs> super fist, yeah. But yeah. He, didn't sh- he didn't have the shotgun in the first panel as they're running towards it. Yeah, but this he is great. We get them, they're kind of running towards the portals, and I imagine they're kind of connected to this this place in San Francisco. And on the other side, we're seeing the assault team happen. And as they're assaulting, we get one guy just kind of just kind of push the button, right? He puts puts plastic explosives right up to the edge of the portal. Actually, it's two guys. They look like they're blowing it up on both sides. Yeah. So yeah, as Wolverine is halfway through and Kid Omega's head is entering. Head is through. Yeah, we just get a big boom, right? He pushes the button and we get an explosion, right? And And Domino falls flat on her face. Yeah. Domino falls flat. She does not go through the portal. The portal has been destroyed pretty much. So Yeah, deactivated. She went through the portal on the Krakoan end, but the yeah. portal part turned off. So she literally just ran through the archway and fell on her face and was like, wait, what the fuck? I'm still in Krakoa. What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. She looks horrified. She looks utterly horrified. But then uh, as this happens, we cut to what is essentially half of Wolverine and the head of Kid Omega. Pretty much the portal like closed right as they were going through. Yeah, and then I like how the... Pretty much coming the so like the portal getting cut off, because like in the last panel you see Kid Omega's head like going through it. You just see his head's already through and Wolverine's mm-hmm. halfway through. So we assume that Domino, because they don't show it on her end, what she's seeing is the leg of Wolverine and Kid Omega's like from like his shoulders down. Yeah. Then you cut to these other other guys, and they're like, all right, the gate's been secured and closed. And then the guy says, time to empty the pockets of these so-called gods. And I'm like, what pockets? Like, what right? pockets? <laughs> Wolverine the is fellas. like missing his waist down, and Kittle makes his head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, also, oh, man, to be continued, that's it. And that's that's it. Oh, <laughs> They just end it with a brutal murder of two of your Delta Force members, pretty now much. Let's, let's hold on. Okay, Kid Omega, definitely dead. Wolverine? Not no. so much. He's probably going to come. He could res, res or heal from that. It'll take a I little mean, bit. I mean, if you recall to the Ultimates version of Wolverine when he fought, Hulk, Hulk like, ripped him in half and threw him like yep. two like two miles apart from himself. And Wolverine just crawled all the way to his torso and just reattached it. But yeah. he was still agile and like strong and like still had fight in him. So I'm hoping in next issue, 
we get the upper torso of Wolverine fighting these two. This is great. <laughs> He's just going to hold himself up with one hand and just start swinging with the other. <laughs> or maybe he just says, fuck it, and like rests on his over, like lower half of his torso and just starts spinning around. <laughs> yeah, we get some baby legs. <laughs> he just grows some baby legs. Oh, that would be funny. Or it's just, it's just the wound. He's just resting on it and just like hobbling around on it. <laughs> he bites him. He just bites him. This is, this is also weird to me because like it go they go through the portal and then it gets cut off, right? So shouldn't they be seeing the other half? Or shouldn't Domino's be seeing the other half of the body? He should be seeing Wolverine's legs and... Kid Omega's, like, torso, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what she's reacting to. When she's looking back and going, like, oh, shit. Like, she get, she's probably looking at that. Like, because it tells uh, me she's, she's like, recoiling. She's something horrific. Gotcha. Like, that that look in her one good eye tells me that she sees <laughs> that. She sees the opposite of what we're seeing in the box. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that's side or direction-wise. I kind of missed that. So, okay. That makes sense. That look on her face and her her recoiling definitely is Kasara like trying to help you understand that she's seeing the other parts that we're not yes. seeing, and that's cool. I like that. I like this ending. I like how it went. I love Kid Omega's head just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> with his glasses just like drawn out. I just think it's great. I don't yeah. understand what pockets these guys are gonna like check, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> let him. You do you. I guess look for reach pocket. up into Kid Omega's skull underneath his head, and they're like, no, nah, he's nothing. He's not carrying yeah. anything, boss. Who would have thought? Hey, you know what? They say that the brain functions a little bit after the head gets cut off. Maybe Kid Omega can use the psychic powers before he, like, you know, goes into shock or something and, like, blow up one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. That uh, be... But... I'm super excited for X-Force 5. Like, I'm just... Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> They're so good with these issues when they end Right? Them. They, they tease them really like. well. Give me more. Yeah. yeah. Give, me more. give me more of that blood and gore. Uh, more of yeah. that just, like... Cliffhanger, like, just like, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> Tell me what's happening next. I don't want a week a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but so uh, that'll do it for this issue. Any moments that stood out to you, Danny? Oof. Uh, they all were really good. I think Forge's uh, Daily Planner was my, was my high point. That was probably... Everything was great, but Forge's Daily Planner was my favorite. Easily. What about what about you though? What was your walkaway moment? My standout moment was uh, I have two. Um, one is kind of just like that that banter with a uh, forge as he's teaching him all the new tech and whatnot. I really dug that. It, it's so silly. I don't know why. It's it's it made me laugh. It put a big smile on my face. So that's you a big check one. Check out this cool toy and watch yeah. me fling it everywhere and use yeah. it. <laughs> Pretty much. It's it's great, and then um, kind of seeing Jean just like take control and give giving her some subterfuge for once in a in in in, in her time in her life, she's like, no, we're gonna do this this way. It feels like her drive and her ability to lead is very much uh, akin to how Scott's was in the past. It feels mm -hmm. like she's she's learned a lot from him and taken a lot of cues from his like uh, leader his leadership styles. Because it, it doesn't seem like she has the the old genes uh, issues with like being um, un uncertain and uh, unsure of herself. Because Jean was always conflicted with yeah. her actions and her motives in the past. Now it's like she's clear cut, like a hot knife through butter. She's like, no, this is what we're going to do now. Moving forward, we will do this and everyone will rally behind it. And there, there will be no doubt. I like yeah. that. I like I that evolution too. and growth yeah. of her character. Yeah, I really dug that a lot. And the art in those panels as well. Those shadows in her eyes. Very nice. Also, I didn't notice this until now. Forge has like a weird Krakoan like uh, uh, soldering gun, which I just thought that was lovely. Just chilling on his, his waist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, no, oh, no, no, he's, he's, the one in, in his hand, yeah. yeah. He does have something in his waist, though. What is it, like a blaster or something? I thought it was like a gun or something, but yeah, I see what you mean. That might be like a torch gun. Like maybe that's like a Could little, be. like a little handheld MIG welder kind of thing. 
But yeah, you're right. He does have a Krakoan soldering iron. Oh man, that is really cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. And as I mentioned earlier, my only gripe with this panel, which is very minimal, is that one establishing shot in the Krakoan Council. And it's not even the whole panel. It's just like parts of the panel, mainly like Mystique. And Exodus, really? That's Exodus, the only one? Yeah. Like if they if you would have showed them from the side or from maybe a different angle where you didn't see so much of their face, it would have been yeah. much better. Exactly. Much better. I would have just put more. They have long hair. I would have just put most of their hair in their face and just give there you, you a little I mean, that would have been easy. But whatever. It's it's what it yeah. is. With my vision being as bad as it is, it doesn't bother me as much. But when you close in on it and really like bring it sure. up, you're like, oh, this was funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, any... Gonna start investing in an <laughs> X point? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle told me many years ago that I should buy at least one Bitcoin and I should have listened to him because then I could have made like 20 G's. Yep. Now I'm like, all right, I guess I'll look into this X coin and see what it's about. There you <laughs> go. X coin's where it's at. You, you might have missed your, your your time with Bitcoin, but X coin is here to save the day. <laughs> Any... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any last thoughts on this issue before we wrap up? I'm re- I'm really excited to see what Wolverine's going to get from Forge. Oh yeah. And I'm really appreciative of the love that Forge gets in modern X-Men comics because he right? has not, for like 15, 20 years, gotten the love he deserves. He was His heyday was like the 80s when they first introduced him and started going forward with him, like late 70s and the early 80s. And then from that point forward, he just dropped off and was brought up for like plot devices here and there. Now it's like Forge is really relevant and really prevalent. And he's like their Q. He's like the mutant version of Q from like... Uh, James Bond, like their their weapons guy, their special gadget dude, and I appreciate that. I really like that they put him into that role because it's very organic for how uh, Forge uh, operates. And I'm I'm looking forward to more more nonsense. I'm looking forward to his forest of missiles. Yeah, I want to see those forest of missiles. Yeah, I'm digging everything they're doing with Forge. I love his character. I want to see more of him. So I don't like a... get too like. Fucking broish with his just like yeah man I'm gonna blow you up rock and roll. <laughs> it's like no, that's not Forge. He's arrogant and he's a dick, but he he's he's refrained with that kind of shit. Yeah, I dig it. It's interesting growth. We're seeing growth, which is great. Hmm. Evolution and my evolved mutants. Mm-hmm. But that'll do it for us this week. Folks, uh, next week we'll probably talk about either we're going back to X-Men or maybe even Wolverine issue number two, depending on how we feel. Uh, we'll, we'll, We'll work that out later, but that'll do it for us. Remember, we have an Instagram. Go follow us. Uh, go to Apple iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and uh, give us a like, give us a rating. Do all those things. Uh, yeah, iTunes is dead. The coronavirus killed it. Yeah. <laughs> coronavirus killed yeah, iTunes. Was... Long live Apple podcast. Uh, that'll do it for us this week, folks. Remember, the robots will kill you. So do something fun before the techno-organic virus kills us all. All praise be to the Ascension. Indeed. <laughs>